Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, sitting on the black couch in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I have a very special guest tonight. One um, that we will get to in one second, but I just want to do a little commentary on the Super Bowl tonight. Everybody all week saying to me, oh, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. Oh, the Denver Broncos, the best year in you know, offensive touchdowns and yards and all this stuff. But there's one thing that I thought of this morning. There's one thing this morning that told me how I should place my bets, and that's the city of Seattle. When I was young, I loved grunge music. And one thing that grunge music taught me was you can be the underdog and be number one. Like Nirvana, when they took over the number one spot on the Billboard Top 100 off of Michael Jackson, Seattle will prevail. And you know what? Tonight we prevailed. I won't say on the Bobcast how much money I won tonight, but I will say that I am very happy. I will say that it's 10.54 p.m. in the evening on Sunday. Anticipating, anticipating a snow day tomorrow. No school, of course. Once again, let's just get down to the brass tacks of it. Sitting on the couch in the black lounge staring at the Ouija board is none other than my neighbor, Big Al. Now, Al is somebody who I met when I first moved into my house two years ago. And I remember one thing specifically. He said this to me maybe the first two or three days. He said, Bob, if you need something, I'm going to fucking do it for you. And he has done that. I came home one time. Al, uh, basically, he had done the whole backyard. I have an acre, maybe just shy of an acre full of leaves. And Big Al did it with this uh, leaf blower. He had this ignition going on with a lighter stuck into it because it was broken. I don't know how the hell he got it working, but I'll tell you, there's no other man that I know that's better than Big Al. He's a man of many different traits. He's a man of many different elements. So here in the Bobcast, we're just going to pass the mic over to him and see how he's feeling tonight after Super Bowl Sunday. Hi, I'm Big Al. Well, if you ask me... <laughs> Boy, that was a good one. Hey, uh, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay? I'm, I'm better now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, if you ask me, uh, I really was upset about that game. And uh, uh, as Bob knows, uh, the whole team should have asked for blessings before that game. Uh, I mean, uh, my I lost. I lost big Are time. Are you lost? No, I am lost, but I <laughs> lost. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been losing since I was 13 years old, but um, yeah, it's 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 it it, it, it kind of pissed me off that uh, you know the game was fixed. I mean, they were holding the ball like they were holding a breadbasket. Let me ask you a question, Big Al. When you say that the word uh, the phrase "the game was fixed," in which aspects of the game did you feel it was fixed? Financially, the game was fixed. There's too much money involved. And when did anybody ever see Peyton Manning play that friggin' bad throughout his whole career? That is true. I've never seen a game. I've never seen him play that bad. Um, Defensive-wise, tackles, they were letting go of the guys. It's, it was it was totally fixed. It's all financials with the, all these owners and these teams. Uh, I've been taught that years ago. A lot of people don't believe it. Uh, yeah, it's all about money. So what you're saying here in the Bobcast, uh, 
at 10.58 p.m. in the evening on Sunday night, is that NFL football, especially the Super Bowl, is fixed. If the NFL is fixed, how do you have such information? Well, I'm uh, tightly connected with the mafia, and uh, it all starts there. And when the mafia goes to the government, it goes to the White House, and from the White House, it goes, you know, just right down the chain, like multi-marketing. You know, here on the Bobcast, we're having a first this evening. Basically, we just have had a confession of the mafia inclusion. Now, we know this exists. It's not just on HBO. It's not just in the movies. It's just not in Mean Streets, Goodfellas, and other such hits as The Wolf of Wall Street. But it's out there. So what you're saying, Big Al, is that the mafia had a hit tonight on Peyton Manning? Well... Basically, the hit came from Hazleton, and that's uh, right in Pennsylvania, and uh, they just shot right down I-80 there, and they sprinkled this gold dust throughout the whole stadium, and it, it just phased everything that was orange. Now, if I was going to decipher that in the Bobcast, I would say, shut the fuck up, because you're not supposed to know what that means. What you're, what you're supposed to say to yourself is, just listen and know that Big Al knows about the mafia. I'd like to welcome another special guest tonight on the Bobcast. That's right. He's on his 18th course light this evening. His name is JR. JR's here. Uh, JR likes to wear wigs sometimes. Sometimes he likes to take a little bit of a shot of a Southern Comfort. Sometimes he likes to do the vape juice. Uh, excuse me, TG, if you would. Therese, can you shut that door for the microphone sounds, please? Thank you. So, Justin, what we were just talking about this evening is that the fact that Big Al here thinks that the Super Bowl is fixed because of the mafia. How do you feel about that? Bob, how are you? It's a pleasure to let me on your show tonight. That's okay. You're my cousin, and I love you. I understand. First thing I'd like to say is the Super Bowl was it was okay. You know, I expected the Broncos to win, but, you know, Peyton had to overcome Many, many what? Many what? Cause tell me what you're expecting out of Peyton Manning tonight. What did he do that you didn't see? Blow it out, Jack. He didn't do what he needed to do. You know, he didn't come into the game. He came into the game with a, a mental a mental mind that he was going to take down Seattle. But the defense, Matt Sherman. You, you you couldn't overcome that. What what they did was like monumental. monumental. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. It's okay. Uh, Al, I have another question for you. <laughs> Al, you've been in the game a long time. Uh, gambling, uh, sports betting, that's one thing that's uh, a sign of corruption. What else do you see in the system that other people don't necessarily see? Like as far as like politics, as far as the weather, as far as fucking satellites crashing into Earth? Well, another thing I know for a fact is uh, it's it's not just the mafia and the government that have control of all this. It's uh, it, it really goes down to uh, the Masons and the Illuminati that were connected with the aliens. But it's uh, it bothers me that bad because I can't even talk about it because they're listening to me right now. No, no, it's okay. I really on the Bobcast we like to get this kind of stuff out. If somebody wants to come into the lounge and have a confession, they can do that. Justin, how do you feel about these accusations of aliens living amongst us? 
How I really feel about really how I really feel about the aliens is they're here. They're here for sure. I could I could say the other night I was at the valley and I know for sure there was two or three aliens there. What do they look like to you? They look like normal human beings. They're out having a good time, just like me and you. Mm-hmm. But the thing the thing that's that you don't recognize with them is they have the ability to go all night. Unlike a human being, they have the ability to go the duration. When they get here, not everyone's going to know who they are or what they're about or what they're their being on this planet it's about. And, and that's going to be the hard thing for a lot of us. You know what? The, the scariest thing about that is that I believe that one of the films I love is a film called I Am Legend with Will Smith, where he's mm. the last man on earth. Uh, this is a story that was written in the novel form by Robert Matheson, I believe, and it's the last man on earth standing with a whole bunch of vampires running after him. My question for Big Al, if you were the last man standing on earth, what would be your first move? Well, I would probably masturbate for the first thing. And then, uh, I'd try to communicate with something. Anything I can find. Any other questions? Well, I guess uh, that movie, I Am Legend, didn't have (laughs) any masturbation in it. But here on the Bobcast, one thing that we do here is that we don't like to judge. We just like to have a free flow of thoughts. Fuck you. I'd like to tell this little story about me when I was back in my teens. When I was young and in my teens, I, uh, I met a girl from New Orleans. Actually, uh, she was young and pretty too, and she had this thing called a ring-dang-do. She took me down and to her cellar and said that I was a damn nice feller. She fed me wine and whiskey too, and damn, she let me play with her ring-dang-do. You know, I took her up into her bed, I shoved the damn pillow right under her head, and when her pop walked in the door and and he saw her cheeks laying on the floor and said, pack your bags, you dirty whore. Don't come back here anymore. Well, you know, she packed her bags, that dirty whore, and left a sign up on the door and said, if you want me like I want you, come and take a crack at my ring-dang-do. You've heard it here first in the Bobcast. Ring-dang-do. Sitting here in the Plymouth meeting suburbs. We're not going to reveal the address because we never do here in the Bobcast. Talk with my neighbor Al. We're outside to find the elements. So Al, my question is for you. Do you got another story from the past to tell us? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about the damn snowstorm back in 1992. I was living in the Mount Airy neighborhood, and all my neighbors were Jews, and uh, you know we had a Christmas tree, they had a star, but. I could throw a snowball awfully far. I knocked that damn star off that tree, and that woman said, son, please let my thing be. 
Well, I let it be, and I opened her door, and I knocked her ass right on the floor. And when I picked her up and by her hair and said, woman, how you dare? And she called the cops and had me locked up. Now I know I'm all fucked up.